Yes. Okay. Welcome to Science Fiction Central. I'm Eddie Martinez. And I'm Jessica. And today we're going to be talking about the War of the Worlds broadcast and the effect that it had on the people that watched it that night in 1938. Yep. First off, we're going to start off with some historical context. Imagine this. It's 1938. Radio's huge. It's People are listening to it in their cars. They're listening it in their living rooms. It's what you did on Saturday night. Now, that's also one of the reasons that it caused such a mania. Yeah, so that, that leads me to the first question that I have for you, Jessica. When you were listening to the broadcast in class, what was what were the parts that you thought would be most believable had you been listening to it in 1938? I think the parts that were the most believable was the fact that they had very realistic interviewers. They had a sound effects. They had a live orchestra. They had live music playing. Granted, it wasn't great, but it looked it sounded like a real broadcast. What seemed most believable to me was the fact that it had the actual like the actual eyewitness accounts of what was happening and it was it was really interesting to listen to it because like you just had those eyewitnesses accounts and it sounded they made it sound like really scary because it's just like okay guys I've just walked up now there's a cylinder in the ground this is really interesting it look like it looks like a meteor but smooth and oh 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 my god guys it just opened stand by and then you just hear everyone start screaming because something is coming out. And then the sound effect of the heat ray. And I just couldn't help but imagine if it was 1938 and you were listening to this at home. And then, like, imagine someone's listening. They just go, Margaret! Margaret, there's aliens in New Jersey! They just killed everyone with their heat ray. Yeah, I also think so. And the fact that it, while it is based off H.G. Wells' World of Worlds, it is almost different because they said it, it was based in New Jersey, where in the original it was based in London. And I don't know if a lot of people read that book. After all, it is pretty a dull read. Yeah, because that was something even Orson Welles thought. He believed that the book itself was really boring. So all the producers, they basically tried to make it more like scary and more interesting for people to actually listen to because the book is, is pretty boring, let's be honest. But the newscast is, at least the first half anyway, is just everything's going on. The second half gets a bit more dull, but the first half, there's just so much that happens. And it, they make it sound like an actual radio broadcast. And I think also the fact that there's like two disclaimers in the entire hour-long broadcast. There's just that one little splurge of ten seconds in the beginning and like five seconds in the middle. And unless you knew or listened to the radio station, the Mercury Theater radio station, you probably would have thought it might have been a real broadcast. Plus, given the time that broadcast interrupting like specials was common, it can kind of be a little believable. Which, yeah, which was the point that I wanted to bring up, because just think about it, this is just before World War II, and you're listening to the radio, and they're always breaking news, something about what's happening in Germany, what's what's happening with other nations, and they were used to this happening, so they got used to the fact that, like, when you hear breaking news on the radio, you listen to it, mm -hmm. and when this happened, they thought it was no exception, they thought it was crazy, because they thought that it was totally believable because they've heard this stuff before, just in the form of the breaking news. Yeah, because it was the time of the Cold War. There were tensions between Russia and Germany. There was stuff going on. This was happening. But one thing, though, that we did go over was that it might have been something done by the newspapers to discredit radio. Do you think that might have been true? I think so, because radio was still a fairly new thing at the time. And newspapers, up until that point, were the way people got their information. And I think newspapers still wanted to be the main information monopoly. 
So I think the only way that they could, they thought the only way they could still stay in power was basically to just make radio look bad. Because really, if you think about it, there's other other studies that show that in reality, not many people were listening to War of the Worlds, and even less actually believed it was real. Mm-hmm. It's just like what they were saying is like how many people were listening to the 9/11 crash. People will say millions, and it wasn't close to that number that were actually watching it during when it happened. Yeah, I think it's exactly like that. Like, and I do I believe people freaked out? Yes. Do I believe that it was like that many people freaked out caused like a mass panic nationwide? Uh, I mean, maybe, likely not. I feel like in certain areas where people started calling each other up, going crazy, saying it was happening, it might have been a little bit where there's like a mass hysteria. But, yeah, I don't think it was this nationwide, everybody went into a panic that night. So I'm going to use this to segue to my next question. When you were listening to the broadcast, if you were listening in 1938, or now, as a matter of fact, what parts would have made you think, okay, this isn't real? I think the parts were the fact that towards the end they were talking about how the aliens were dying because of bacteria, but... When no one had really seen that anyone, that there was no invasion, there was no smoke, there was nothing happening because of aliens being there, I felt like that was less believable. And it sort of started becoming more like a story being told at that point. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, the first half, I liked the first half of the broadcast, like, even with my 2019 self, who can't sit still for very long. Like, I enjoyed it. But the second half of the broadcast, in a way, felt more staged to me. Because especially when he's having the interview with the soldier who ran away, like... I just imagined the just reading on the scripts because that's exactly what it sounded like. Like it didn't sound as natural as the others. Like they were just sitting there, and it's also hard for me to imagine the guy carrying his huge radio unit with him, like as he walks around, and then just happens to find somebody. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like also in the beginning they had like people that filled the role better, like you were saying, like uh, the uh, scientist, and the, he's talking to the radio. He's talking about like stuff that's going on Mars. And it what it is more believable in the beginning. Yeah, I think I think the second half was necessary, but I feel like they could have done it better. But in a way, at the same time, I also don't because if they had made it more dramatic, it would have seemed more staged too. Because it would have seemed like something that like just was easily made up. And of course, we're talking good in terms of performance, not that it caused us hysteria, of course. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, are there any questions that you had when you were listening to the broadcast? Or anything Um, that you thought about? I think one thing was sort of why they changed some of the stuff. Like, why do you think they would have changed it in New Jersey instead of having it pretend like it's in London? Or, like, say it's production of Orson Welles instead of a recreation of H.G. Wells? Because it's closer to people. Because if... People in New Jersey were listening to this, and they said it was in London. They would have been like, oh, snap, London's been invaded. But that's way away from us. Now, if you live in New Jersey, and they say somebody just touched out Grover's Mills and used their heat ray to carry one, you would have been freaking out because you're like, oh, my God, that's like two blocks away from where I live. It's like, kids, get your baseball bats. Like, honey, grab your shotgun. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that, but I feel like, I mean, couldn't they have guessed that something like a mass hysteria was happening? I mean, they're on a live broadcast, or did they really think that people were just going to think it was just a play? I mean, I guess unless people listen to the Mercury Mercury State Mercury Theater radio station, then yeah. Well, I th- I don't think it was that big a problem though, because 
I guess they believe that if they said twice that this is a fictional work, they would have been okay. But, of course, if the first time you were turned into another radio station and then tuned in after the horrible singer came on, you would have missed that. You would have thought it was real unless you had stuck around for it to hear the second one. But at that point, if you had come after the broadcast had ended on the other radio station and you heard all this, you started freaking out, running around the neighborhood, you would have missed the second one. Which would, of course, cause even more of a panic for you. Yeah. I think, overall, it was pretty entertaining. It was pretty good. I don't know if I'd listen to it again in my free time, though. But, yes. I mean, that's all I have to say. Yep, that's all I have to say as well. So, that's all the time we have for now at Sci-Fi Central. And I'm Eddie Martinez. And I'm Jessica. And don't forget to be awesome. Yep. <laughs>